Hello, this is Ruin Willow, and you are listening to the Oh Fuck Yeah with Ruin Willow podcast, where I talk about all things related to sexuality, erotica, sexual health. And today I have a very exciting interview with the team of Kyle and Lily Cannon. They are a couple, so they work together, which is very exciting and very hot and sexy. But before I get into that, I need to say, if you're under 18, it's time to leave the podcast now. This is not for you. So very sorry. You will have to wait until you are an adult. This is for adults only. Okay, I am really excited to do this podcast episode interview with Kyle and Lily Cannon. They are a team that runs the Speak Seductively podcast, and I did an interview with them recently. So you should check that out on their podcast. And we had so much fun. It's a really sexy talk. So we decided to do it again (laughs) on my podcast. I want to tell you a little bit about Kyle and Lily. Kyle Cannon is an author and Speak Seductively podcast host. His writing is like slow foreplay, building until the reader is breathless with need His novels and short stories are on Amazon and free with Kindle Unlimited. He has a website, kylecannonfiction.com, and he has several books on Amazon, and I have listened to one of their books that Lily narrated. Okay, so get this. Lily is also a host for the Speak Seductively podcast. They do it together. And they love their podcast because they like to support indie authors. And Lily is a narrator for Kyle's work, which is really exciting because guess what? We get a special treat of her narrating a piece of Kyle's writing. This excerpt is from Sharon's Punishment, Chapter 2. And Sharon's submission is available on Amazon in pre-sale. And if you order now, it will be delivered to your Kindle in October. So this is a very sexy excerpt of Kyle's book, Sharon's Punishment, narrated by Lily. Sharon closed the door to the master bedroom and leaned her back against it. A faint sob escaped from her as she realized what she'd done. Unconsciously, she reached between her legs and felt her dampness. No, she thought. I'm fucking soaked. Brent was still in the bathroom, shower running, and wisps of steam curling out from the slightly open door. She moaned slightly with a desire and shame, clenching her lower lip and her teeth. He always loved long, hot showers, but tonight she wanted him to finish and fast. Holy shit, Sharon gasps again as the import of what she'd just done hit her again. I always fucking hated cock teases and fuck, she gasped as she roughly fingered herself, amazed and a little dismayed at how aroused the simple act of dropping her negligee in front of Steve and Will made her. Despite her inner turmoil, she knew she was far too gone to allow herself to stop. She had to get off tonight and needed Brent to satisfy her over and over. She would deal with her behavior in the morning. Yeah, she'd tell the guys sorry or just never mention it again. But holy shit, it made her so wet. 
Not willing to wait for Brent, she moved to the bed and pulled some of her favorite toys from the drawer of her nightstand, knowing he'd enjoy watching her get off and participating in some of her kinkier passions. Taking one large vibrator from its case, she lay back and began rubbing it along her pussy, quickly spreading her natural lubrication across the latex toy. Sharon lost track of time as she concentrated on teasing her clit, bringing her close to orgasm before backing away. She wanted Brent to be here for the first, for all the orgasms of the evening, but her mind kept racing back to the events in the hall. She imagined the men staring at her as she stood before them in the negligee. Mmm, she moaned, thinking first of Steve's obvious erection, then the sight of Will in the hall. No, stop it, stop, she whispered softly, a hot tear squeezing from between clenched eyelids, even as she continued her practice motions with a vibrator. Shame and arousal tore at her as she took herself back to the hall when she made the decision to rub her ass against Will. She had plenty of room to pass without touching but chose to slide her ass along his bare hip. It was as if the silk wasn't even there to separate them. Oh my God, what did I do? Came a near sob as she then recalled the absolute thrill of the moment, the instant decision to blatantly stroke the rail like a huge cock, and finally dropping the negligee before she came into the bedroom. Shit, she said simply in another soft whimper, and another tear squeezed out. Despite her inner turmoil, she'd nearly brought herself to an orgasm. It took all her inner strength to move the vibrator from her clit, slowing the growing sense of release. She owed Brent that much, at least. You look like you're having fun. Brent's soft voice brought her from her erotic meditations. Somehow, he knew exactly when to speak, just as she was allowing her body to come down from near climax. Mmm. You been watching long? She asked, opening her eyes slightly as she looked for him, finding his form standing next to the bed. Brent's cock was full and jutting out from his body as he gently stroked the length. She doubted he could see the trace of another tear as it rolled from her eye. Long enough. You know I love watching. You seem to be having fun tonight, despite the change in plans. He slid onto the bed to kneel next to her, rubbing his cock on her thigh, knowing the touch was something she enjoyed. He smiled at her sigh and watched her move the vibrator back to her clit, slowly circling the nexus of her pleasure as she turned the toy down to its lowest setting. A light buzz filled the room for a few seconds. Sharon moaned slightly, then slid the toy down her cleft, pushing the blunt tip in slightly between swollen labia and whispered to him, Too much fun, love. Damn. She finally squeezed out between gritted teeth. She was torn with the need to confess to Brent in sheer embarrassment over what she'd done. If she said nothing, she was sure the guys would. They would have to, at some point. They were guys. Too much? he asked softly. What do you mean? Sharon sighed before blurting out. I... Damn it, I'm so ashamed, she squeezed out, now writhing in pleasure under Brent's hand. Brent didn't respond other than to continue to rub the tip of his penis against her with one hand while gently twisting a nipple with the other. Tell me, he whispered finally. Only the buzzing of the vibrator and the metronome clicking of ice on the window broke the silence for a long moment. Then, with a soft chuckle, he added, You know you aren't acting ashamed. You saw me on the stairs. I don't know what came over me, Sharon whispered, his last words driving home what she'd done. Her voice came out soft and conflicted. When you came in here, I spent some time talking to Steve while Will showered. I knew he couldn't keep his eyes off my tits, but I stood there anyway. Brent, it made me so damn hot, and I feel like shit that I did it. Hmm. Is that all? Brent asked softly. 
No. She took a deep breath, then another. I... I started to leave and ran into Will coming out of the shower. He was naked, just a towel. Well, he pulled the towel down to cover his cock. Another deep breath. I couldn't help myself. When I walked past him, I rubbed my ass against his thigh. He was watching. Steve was watching. I knew and loved it. My tit came out of the nighty. I think Steve saw that for sure. Then I had just a fuck it moment and she hesitated. I dropped my nighty in the hall before I came in here. Hmm. Brent chuckled, squeezing her tit a little harder as he let his gaze roam down her body. They get a good look? No. Maybe. She muttered, then added, Yeah, oh yeah, I made sure of that. My ass for sure, and a lot of side boob. Sharon gasped slightly as Brent twisted a nipple, then moved his hand from his cock to her pussy. Did it turn you on? He asked, then answered, Never mind, I can tell it did. His tones were soft and low as he touched her. You don't mind? She whispered to him as she slid the vibrator she gripped tight in her hand just a little deeper. Brent's fingers now played with her slick clit, tugging it as he knew she enjoyed. Mind? Mind that you were a cock tease? Brent pinched her sensitive clit between thumb and forefinger, rolling it gently, bringing a soft moan from Sharon. Mind that you frustrated our friends so you could have more fun getting off? His tones were soft, almost emotionless, sending shivers of fear and anticipation through Sharon, even as she continued to play the vibrator along her swollen labia. I'm sorry, she hissed in pain and pleasure as he continued to play with her clit. I didn't mean to. Sorry for what? Being a cock tease? Well, if you are sorry, that means you did something wrong. Maybe you should be punished. Sharon sucked in her lower lip excited at the direction the night was taking, and grateful Brent wasn't pissed at her behavior. He knew she loved role-playing, especially being punished. I bet if I look, I'll find the restraints. Damn, he knew her so well. Yes, she whispered, wanting to move the softly vibrating toy up to her clit to bring about her first orgasm of the evening, but holding back. I was bad, and you should punish me. Brent grinned down at her as she spoke. He and his friends had debated stopping at a famous porn store in Columbia for old time's sake. They didn't, mainly at his urging as he knew Sharon would have something planned for his return. Wiping the smile from his face, he gently slapped her tit. Yes. You were very bad, acting like a cock tease to our friends. You're a fucking slut. Hmm, I'll have to get creative with your punishment. He smacked her tit harder, bringing a gasp from her. They had a safe word for rough play, but each took pride in avoiding its use. It had become a point of pride to push the other into calling out Kansas. Brent knew slapping her tits was nothing more than foreplay to Sharon. She absolutely loved rough sex. The simple act of being tied up or handcuffed was enough to make her pussy swell with need. Um, sorry, babe. I was such a mean bitch to your friends. I'm a fucking slut. Sharon was fully into the game now, and decided to play it to the hilt. Her shame of just moments ago nearly forgotten. It was so fun making Steve stutter. He couldn't take his eyes off my tits. He was getting hard and I could see it through his jeans. As she spoke, Brent reached over her head, feeling for the strap he knew she placed there. Finding it, he made quick work wrapping the thick Velcro wrist restraints around both wrists before clicking them together with the attached carabiner. He then tugged roughly on the restraints, stretching her arms out over her head. Spread your legs now, 
he said in a rough voice. Quickly finding the straps placed at the foot of the bed, he strapped her ankles in and attached them to the lines running under the bed frame. With her ankles restrained, he pulled a line and forced her legs further apart, almost painfully wide. She loved it and gasped as she felt her pussy open and fully exposed, completely vulnerable. The vibrator she'd been using, almost forgotten where it lay between her legs, was still buzzing softly. Taking it, Brent ran the tip along Sharon's labia, ending at her clit where he let it rest. She moaned at the touch, loving the feeling of complete helplessness at his hands. Mmm, more, please, more, Sharon gasped to him as she writhed under the buzzing toy. Brent quickly dialed the vibrator to maximum, bringing a sharp squeal from Sharon, before he pulled it away and turned it off. She lay gasping, perspiration beating and glistening drops between her breasts. No, that won't do, cocktease. You don't get to have fun. Not yet. No, you need to be punished. Sharon watched Brent as he spoke, her eyes glittering with passion and need. First thing, you don't get to see what's coming. As he spoke, he pulled a blindfold from her nightstand and covered her eyes. Hmm, you are an evil bitch of a cocktease tonight. Your punishment needs to be creative. Maybe I should use this. He smacked her lightly with a riding crop against her tits. She kept the crop on top of the headboard, within easy reach for occasions like tonight. Sharon gasped in surprise, shock, and pleasure at the touch. He used the crop again on her tits, this time slightly harder. Oh, I was so bad, Sharon moaned, then moaned again as he tickled her pussy with the end of the crop. Yes. What is a good punishment for a fucking cock tease? Brent mused aloud as he lightly slapped both nipples with the crop. The sharp crack rang through the air, punctuated by Sharon's gasp. You should fuck me. Fuck me hard, Sharon replied, knowing he was as turned on as she was by the play. Take me now. Mm. She let out an involuntary moan as she felt her pussy spread and something enter her. She felt the smooth ridges and knew it was the handle of her riding crop he was using to fuck her. It wasn't thick, but it was ribbed with just this use in mind. Each penetration brought ripples of pleasure to her pussy. No, too easy, Brent whispered in her ear as he pulled the crop from her dripping cunt and rubbed it on her lips. She sucked it greedily before he pulled it away. Maybe I should jack off in your tits, or spank your ass, then come on it. She lay in silence, imagining each of the things he said and hoping he would be even more creative. He moved away as he spoke, and she strained her senses to try and guess his next actions. A sharp pinch on both nipples was her cue. He found the nipple clamps, the strong ones. Oh, fucking shit, she gasped out, perspiration now beating on her upper lip. Too easy. I know you like that too much to give up. She smirked at his voice. He was right. It just felt fucking awesome, and she needed more. No. What should I do? Hmm. How about this? He moved quickly to adjust the straps as he told her, Roll over, slut. Good. Ass in the air. As she complied, he smacked her butt with the crop, hard enough to bring a genuine gasp of pain and pleasure from her lips. She was sure she'd have some pretty lines when this night was over. All fours now. I'm gonna hogtie you. Mmm. Sharon started at the thought. They'd only done this once, and it scared her to be so completely restrained. She knew Brent was pushing for her to use the safe word and didn't care. He wouldn't do anything they hadn't done before. She wouldn't let him win. She was enjoying this too much. 
In less than a minute, she was bound on all fours, hands strapped to her upper thighs and the bedpost preventing her from laying down or moving either her hands or legs. It was a position that left her completely vulnerable to anything. Were you going to chicken out? Cock. Teasing. Slut. Grant whispered into her ear, his voice sending shivers up and down her spine. She loved it when they talked dirty. No. I need to be punished. I was a fucking bitch. Sharon gasped out as she felt him first finger her, then use the crop harder than before on her ass. The only other time they had done this position, she had used the safe word. That night, Brent brought her to multiple orgasms, using several toys before he began to penetrate her ass with one of the smaller vibrators. The first touch was enough to make her scream out Kansas. That night was some of the best sex they've ever had, and she shivered in anticipation. We've already established that. You made my friends uncomfortable and horny with no satisfaction. The crop hit her ass with a sharp crack. Do you know how fucking shitty it is to have some bitch give you blue balls? Yes, yes. I mean, no. I can't imagine. I'm so fucking ashamed. She threw her head back and nearly cried out in pleasure and pain as the crop rose and fell again. Without pause, he reached beneath her and tugged first one, then the other nipple clamp, sending thrilling jolts through her body. She wondered if her cries and the smack of the crop were loud enough to be heard in the other rooms. As she thought it, she realized she wanted them to hear. Not ashamed enough. They're probably lying there right now, thinking of your ass and those tits. You fucking tease didn't even let them see the rest. He smacked her ass again and followed up using the riding crop to penetrate her swollen pussy. She felt him move in front of her, then the touch of his cock on her face. Suck me, bitch, while I think. He ordered using the crop to smack first one tit, then the other. Yeah, that's good. But I know how you like it. Your punishment needs to fit the crime. Hmm. He moaned, then slid back away from her questing lips. Yes, babe. I deserve it. I need more punishment. But you won't make me say it. She sneered at him. She wanted him to try. Really try. You think so? He taunted back, slowly tugging on the nipple clamps, then pulling them off one at a time before he moved away. I'm going to make you use the safe word, Brent said suddenly from behind her. She felt his hands on her ass, spreading the cheeks wide. Maybe I should just go to your ass, your virgin ass. I could use my cock. She felt the tip of his firm dick just graze her butthole. Mmm, she grunted out, stifling her urge to call out the safe word. Being penetrated there simply terrified her. She was shivering already from fear of that final act, but also thrilling desire for him to try. He knew it, and she suddenly feared she would end up giving in, as she gasped again at another touch. What's that? Did you give up? He laughed as she shook her head. So, you would tough that out? He punctuated the statement by shoving harder against her bung. Not penetrating, but close. Sharon smiled, knowing he couldn't see it, then pushed back against his dick, feeling just the slightest penetration. She wasn't ready to quit, but maybe she could make him shoot his load and win the game. Mmm, do it, babe. I was so bad. Fuck my ass. She blurted out as she rolled her hips, trying to take more. Nice try. No, this isn't your punishment. Not yet. Tell me again what you did. Brent pulled away from her, then slapped her ass again. 
I showed Will and Steve my ass. Smack. This time he used his hand. I... I was a cock tease. Another smack. I let them see my tits. Smack. Please, fuck me, please. I'm so ready, she suddenly blurted out. Ah, love, you never said the word, Brent responded. You need to say the word before you have any fun. And you haven't really paid for your crime, have you? Sharon shook her head, smiling and hoping he couldn't see. I suppose I could get you close, then stop. She felt his tongue slide along her pussy, nearly to her ass, before he pulled away. (sighs) Sharon couldn't help but moan. She was so close already. Would he really torture her like that? She knew he would. Maybe. That would be so evil, she gasped out. Really? As evil as being a cocktease? As evil as making two guys hard than walking away when they weren't asking for it? No, she finally said in as contrite a tone as she could pull off. She had a sense that Brent was building this game up to something new and creative and it excited her more than she had felt in years. No, Brent repeated. I need to do some thinking. His voice was pure teasing. I mean, you teased them. Now I tease you. As he spoke, she felt something pushing into her pussy. It wasn't the crop. At first she thought it was Brent's cock, then she recognized the feel as one of her dildos, one of the long ones. Brent slid it slowly into her until she thought she could take no more. Then he pulled it out just as slow. They both knew her body and what she needed to come. She knew she had it so much easier than most women. Stimulating her G-spot or her clit alone would do it. Do both together, and she would be senseless for minutes. Yes, I had so much fun teasing them, Sharon gasped out, feeling herself approach the edge. Brent stopped moving the dildo, leaving it fully in her pussy. I knew they couldn't do anything. I wanted them hard and thinking of me. Did you now? He said in teasing tones. That really isn't nice. Taking advantage of them so you could feel good. Is it cock tease? He punctuated each word with a smack of the riding crop across her buttocks. Hmm, it's so stuffy in here. Maybe I should open the bedroom door. What? She gasped involuntarily. He wouldn't dare. Would he? Would he honestly risk letting his friends see her like this? Or was he just pushing for her to give the safe word? The restraints were beginning to make her sore, but she wasn't ready. Suddenly, there was a sharp smack across her ass. Okay, thank you for that, Lily. I'm really excited. <laughs> I'm going to read <laughs> a little bio about Kyle. I got this off of Amazon, actually. So you all can have a little bit of a taste of what he does. Kyle Cannon writes intelligent, erotic romance novels. His writing has been described as Slow foreplay, building until the reader is breathless with need. His books and stories often take place in locations in which he and his wife are intimately familiar, from Chicago to Hawaii and nudist resorts in Florida. He paints a picture with his words that is easy to imagine. His writings bring the reader into a world of sexual exploration using sex-positive language and strong female characters. I love it. He challenges his readers to view non-monogamous relationships in a new light. His books and short stories are an erotic journey 
into partner swapping, BDSM, and the swinger lifestyle, often told from the perspective of a couple first testing the waters. His characters are believable. The people next door, possibly your neighbors. Welcome, Kyle and Lily. Hi, thanks for having us. Yeah, we love talking to you. I love talking to you guys, too. I had so much fun in our last interview, so I'm excited for this one. We are, too. So all of your work, books and audiobooks, can be found on Amazon. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Everything's there. When I first started writing, I, I tried to put some things on different platforms, but it was just so hard getting getting things started. And Amazon made it easy. And I've got a good following there now. So I, I put everything on Amazon. And I have a lot of readers who just love Kindle Unlimited. So everything that I've written right now on Amazon is free if you have Kindle Unlimited. That's awesome. And people can get a taste of it that way. And that's just, that's perfect. Yes. Yeah. And the audiobooks are there too. Yeah. Oh, I didn't want to forget about those. Yes. And I will put all the links to the books and their podcast and website down in the podcast notes. So everyone can just easily access that. And you have four novels and 14 novellas, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The novels. So the, (laughs) sorry, the, the novels are kind of loosely follow our life, loosely, loosely reflect our life. And I, I would describe those more as erotic romance with a lot of erotica. The, novel, the, the novellas, the short stories are really pure erotica, mm. uh, but I still like to develop characters. I like to have that character development. And a lot of those are based on situations in our life. So mm-hmm. they're, they're also fun for me to write. That's and I think awesome. the novels should also mention that it's a little bit of mystery and yeah. there's, you know, once you get to the the third and the fourth one that's going to be coming out, you're going to see a lot more of the mystery and crime and there may even be a murder. Yeah. So they're, oh. they're much more than just romance or erotica. There is definitely a deep plot there and a lot of twists and turns and multiple character plots and arcs. And so it's definitely more than just that typical erotica. Now, is that the ones in, that's in pre-order the Sharon submission? We'll be back after a quick break. This episode is brought to you by the Spring Cleaning Champions, Manscaped. This season, make sure the man in your life grooms his carpets and his drapes with the leaders in below-the-waist grooming. Have him clear out that winter bush with Manscaped's Lawnmower 5.0 and watch his confidence bloom like the springtime flowers. Embrace the season and have him join the 10 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. With our special offer, go to manscaped.com and use code RUIN. You have to use my new code RUIN, R-U-A-N, for the 20% off and free shipping. Have you ever been doing some oral pleasure and got some hairs in your mouth or your teeth? Well, 
<laughs> Manscaped can help with that. Try being clean-shaven for spring cleaning. After he uses Manscaped, you can say, hmm, let's get some busy with some spring fever in the bedroom. Try out Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. It is an amazing trimmer that features two interchangeable heads, one for taking a little off the top and the new foil blade to go smooth. If you want to go smooth for spring cleaning, make sure you try out Manscaped products. Bring on those smooth skin sexy slaps in the bedroom. And how do you do that? Use Manscaped products to shave clean down in your pubic area. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code RUIN. You have to use my new code RUIN, R-U-A-N, all caps at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with code RUIN at manscaped.com. Nothing like a little spring cleaning in his pants, right? In your pants if you're a man. (laughs) Spring clean your groin area. Try smooth. Try it with Manscaped. No, the novels are are called The Photographer's Story. Oh, yes, I saw that. Okay. and, And so it's been, well, one of the things... Lily also models and she's modeled for several of the book covers. So I kind of use that as, as a twist and a jump off point. And a lot of the story, the things in the books where I talk about modeling situations are actually things that we did. Like there's, there's a couple of girl, girl shoots and a couple of couples shoots that I, I get into. And I love it because I have people who write me after they read it and say, oh my God, was that real? Did that really happen? (laughs) (laughs) Sort of. It sort of did. Yeah. So yeah, that's where, that's where the photographer story goes. It's, it's partly based on what we have done as photographer and model and then locations that we've been on and places Mm. that we've been and situations that we've been in. And we, we have not, plotted to murder anyone or had <laughs> had the crime syndicate things that are in there. However, it's still loosely based on things. Ne- never had a house burned down around yeah, us. Yeah. Right? Never had a, a grandfather leave us millions, which that would have been really nice. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. The short, the short stories are they're, they're fun. They're, a lot of them are based on things that have actually happened to us. And like, there's one that I wrote a year ago called the resort mm. that was really popular and Lily did the audiobook for it. Mm. And that is, we joke with people. It is definitely based on things that have happened, happened to us. Nudist ah, resorts and things. And so that's very sexy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that one's really fun, but I actually had somebody, so I'm going to give away a little bit of the book. I, I think <laughs> I had had somebody write me and say, there's no way a man's penis is that long. <laughs> yeah. We, have they not watched, now. have they not watched porn? I know. Probably I know. not. They right. live, I mean, live, really? live a sheltered life. <laughs> I know, right? There's some um, giant monsters out there. I know. I know. And this particular person that we had made contact with it at one of the resorts that we like to frequent is un- unbelievable, but you would have to be there to see it and believe it. Probably, probably put Ron Jeremy and others to shame. Right, right. Yes. You like just sit there and stare with your mouth open going, holy fuck. Yes. And when I first met him, I did. I was like, what is happening? 
happening. So <laughs> you're like a mutant, but in a good way. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Very attractive human being. A very nice, nice person. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Attractive human being inside and out and, and somebody really, really great to meet. And so that was a fun story to write and narrate. And because it did have so much truth in it and so much that we, we actually did in real life. So a lot of the novellas are like mm-hmm. that, but you can put them all together. I think Aaron's erotic adventures can be put together and because there's multiple series of that one mm-hmm. and okay. you can put those together and probably get more of a novel out of that. If you I actually have that as a box set too. Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, you had mentioned uh, Sharon's submission. Yeah. That's actually, yeah. And I'm excited about that one because I've had a lot of feedback on the first book in the series is called Sharon's Punishment. I listened and to that today. <laughs> did you like it? I loved it. It was sexy Yay. as fuck. Yay. Great. <laughs> <laughs> we had, I had so much fun writing that. And then I made this joke before, but Lily, I think when she got through chapter two, came out and we basically fucked our brains out. <laughs> That's awesome. But, um, the cool thing for me is I wanted to write a book about an, I hate to say normal couple, but a, a couple that you would never suspect would have. Sort of mainstream, uh, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Vanilla. Yeah. A very vanilla couple. Yeah. And yeah. you'd never suspect yeah. they would have whips and chains and nipple clamps in their bedroom. Right, but, right. But they did and wild and crazy fantasies. And they come true in the first book. And then Sharon's submission, which is coming out in October, but you can pre-order it now. I actually, I have a group of people who my arc readers who've given me a lot of response feedback on it and they mm-hmm. love it. And one of our friends who's very much into BDSM and we've inter- interviewed her mm. a couple of times, she's been one of my proofreaders. And the first time she read it, she was like, Oh my God, that's amazing. Nice. Um, and Lily and I aren't that into BDSM. So it was a lot of research on a lot of tough research. Yeah. On my oh man. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, I just think it's important to be able to do research. I mean, especially like you said, if you haven't like really delved into something and then to have someone like her read it, I mean, that's perfect. Yes. Yeah. We're lucky. We're lucky with the podcast that we get to meet the people that we do. And we love being able to share stories and, and then make friends. You know, there, there are people who we've interviewed that we continue to keep in contact with because we share interests and we're just good people that we really enjoy talking to. Well, and we're trying to, I'll say, build a network of sex positivity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that a message. So we, we definitely keep in contact with all the different people that we have interviewed and, and doing all the audiobooks and everything. So going back to that is really fun for me. And I do come out sometimes and I, Kyle knows that he's written a really good story or, or a moment in a story when I can't finish the audio, I have to go <laughs> do something about it. And then I can go back and finish the audio. Oh, it's fantastic. And you know, that's like a great thing to like tell people your, your fans. I think mm-hmm. have you yeah. told your fans that a lot, I think you should totally do that. Oh yeah. We've said it quite a bit in our mm-hmm. podcast. I think it's, fu- it's funny until we started doing the podcast. I don't think people really believed it, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, but then yeah. The- but then they hear Lily and now we're doing some product endorsements. Mm-hmm. So we were doing sure. some things on, on YouTube. YouTube, and yeah. We just did a couple of videos tonight. Lily's wearing this amazingly nearly sheer piece of lingerie. Piece of lingerie. <laughs> nice. And 
So I'm getting a little distracted talking to you. Sorry. (laughs) What was I saying? That's fantastic. (laughs) That gives me a segue into my very first question I have on my list. Mm. What is your favorite sexual position and why? And I'd like to hear from both of you. I'll go first. So mine. I know what she's going to say. All right. Ready? We're going to say it at the exact same time. Ready? One, two, three. Doggy Doggy style. style. (laughs) Ah, you got it. Awesome. (laughs) Yeah. So that's, that's my favorite. And it's funny because we did product review for something just recently, which was a pillow that actually makes. Yeah. Yeah. That makes for much easier insertion and like being able to lay in, in a good way and, and have like the, the proper angles and everything. So is it the wedge pillow? Because I have that yes. and I love it. It is the wedge pillow. Yes. And oh, awesome. it's my, it's my new favorite thing now. So it's, it's amazing. Cause yeah. I, really I would is. use regular pillows before, but they were always too soft and, you and know, the shape, kind of, the yeah. shape is perfect. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. So that is, that's my favorite thing. And I like it. I like it to then also use a toy as well. So I like it and then use something like a bullet or some other kind of vibrator to then stimulate myself while. Which by the way, guys, if you've never had sex with a woman who's using a bullet or a a vibrator on herself, you don't know what the hell you're missing. No. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's fantastic. So that's my favorite to be able to stimulate myself. And then I just like the angle, like there's something about where it hits, um, mm-hmm. that's really good. Mm-hmm. So that's my favorite position. You oh, have. she's looking at me now. Yeah. Now yeah, you yeah. what's yours. We must know <laughs> all, all of them. Oh. Well, no. you, you can say that you might have a top, top favorite. Yeah. I think my favorite is probably the times we do it on, on the couch where I'm sitting and she's mm. riding on me. Okay. Yep. Also, you know, deep, deep penetration. And Mm -hmm. I like, like for us, we get a little rough sometimes and Lily likes having her arms held and things things pinched and smacked. So that's a perfect (laughs) perfect position for that. Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah, absolutely. That's really hot. Yeah. Good answer. Me too. (laughs) I like that one. I like that one too. (laughs) <laughs> absolutely hot so it's 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 a saturday night are you guys having a beverage cheers or no beverage oh yes we are actually cheers cheers <laughs> i can't clink so i'll just hit mine but you probably can't even hear it <laughs> i have a um, wine what are you guys drinking we are drinking bourbon yes nice. just straight just a, a neat neat yep very yeah, cool and- it's, I love bourbon. So, and fortunately Lily does too, or she's, she's come to love it. That's so, really so awesome. yeah, that's, that's what it is tonight. Just a mm-hmm. little, little glass of neat bourbon. Perfect. <laughs> so you mentioned sex toys. Do you have a favorite sex toy? Oh, let's see. I think any of my favorites are just the bullets. Anything that while he's, in me, I can stimulate myself. I really enjoy those. Do you have, do you have ones? I mean, I love it when we do that. To be honest, I love the ones where you can insert them while you're also going down on me. Yeah. That when we can't do that in real life, you know, the, the three-way thing, that's, yeah, that's sure. definitely a hot right. fantasy. So. Yeah. so it's like the combo toy where it hits the G spot and the clit. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So yes. I can, I can be, you know, 
pretending to have sex with someone else while I'm also doing something to him, like a blowjob or something. So yeah, that's yeah. perfect. So that's a perfect mm-hmm. use for that toy. I call myself yeah. a clit junkie because I need something to touch my clit. So I'm a clit junkie. I don't know. What do you yes. call yourself? Your clit junkie yeah. too? Yeah, I would. I like that term. Yes. Hey, I would definitely it. say that, that <laughs> I, I need something, whether it's just, you know, me rubbing with my own hands or, but I really, really love any of the the smaller toys, something, something small that vibrates that I can just hit that good spot. And then that sends me over the edge every time. It does. <laughs> That's awesome. (laughs) That is so hot. You know, when I was listening to your book today, I was doing housework and I was like, oh my gosh, this is really fucking hot. So (laughs) I was like, wow, like, okay. Like I was ready to go find a toy. I was unable to, but (laughs) it was really hot. So, so I got to ask in the next one, is it all the same characters or do you have different characters coming into play? So it's the same couple. And where I'm going with it is how, how does that vanilla couple go from vanilla in a little kink in the bedroom to bringing that more out in their lives? So without giving away too many spoilers, uh-huh. Sharon, decide, Sharon and her husband, Brent, talk about BDSM and they decide that she loves being the submissive mm-hmm. and he enjoys being the dom. And they, you know, they, they get some help working out some rules with that, but a lot of the same characters. So Brent's friends are still there, but let's say I introduce a cast of dozens. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) But the big thing for me, and and I got this from talking to Annabelle, our, our BDSM friend is, is that it's it's got to be consensual and positive for both people involved. Yes, in yes. So I always try to write strong female characters. And I actually struggled writing a female character who was being submissive. But after talking with Annabelle a little bit and, and getting her feedback, you know, I realized that it's 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 a release mm-hmm. for that person to yes. be submissive. Yeah. Yes. They are not they, in any way weak and they are actually the one in charge. Right. right. And so they may be really dominant in their work life or yes. they have a lot of stress and it's nice to just sometimes do what you're told. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and yeah. It, I kind of built, I told you, I like to build characters. So in, in this book, some of Sharon's coworkers refer to her as a ball buster. Uh, yeah. I did that because I wanted to set up that she is a tough, strong woman yeah. And talented and, and has a smart career. And professional. Yeah, it doesn't mean that like, she's meek. She's not this no, meek little mouse. No, right. No. Right. But yeah. she likes to get her brains fucked out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Sounds and like we a all great do. combo. And we all who doesn't? I mean, I know, really. exactly, right? <laughs> totally. I'm getting distracted thinking about that. <laughs> so Lily, tell me about narrating for him. Now, when did that come about? Was that something you set out to do from the beginning or was it all of a sudden this like light bulb went off and you went, hey, I should narrate um, your books? So I'm a performer by by heart, by trade, by several okay. different things. So I do I do the modeling for him and and other things out there in the performance world. And so I naturally just kind of gravitated yeah. toward the narrating the books when he wrote the very first one. The very first novel and funny story. He didn't tell me that he wrote it. Oh, uh, 
So he comes to me one day and he's like, so I wasn't going to tell you this until I actually sold copy, but I've been writing this book and I, I really, you know, I was embarrassed to say something until it actually sold until something actually happened with it. And so right. he, he comes to me and he's like, and it actually sold on Amazon. And so now I, you know, <laughs> he has, he had validation from, you know, the, the mm-hmm. an, anonymous people out there buying his book, but yeah. So we started talking about it and I read it and I'm like, this is fantastic. And there's an audiobook world out there. And so I, do you I, remember what you told me about that first book? I don't, I don't it know what you're going to say. Something along the lines of, holy shit, that's our lives. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, this was, where did you get this information? No. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it just kind of, it was a natural fit. It was a natural fit for me to go ahead and put the audio to it um, because it is something that I can do. And so mm-hmm. yeah, uh, we started with that very first one and then and I also have, you know, we, we say this in our own podcast too, but we, we are professionals in our, our personal lives too. Right. So we day have, jobs. we have day jobs, you know, we have other things right. that we have to do. So I have not been able to sit down and commit to the amount of time it takes to put every book into audio, but our goal yeah. would be that, that I would get more of them mm-hmm. in audio, but I've tried to do as many as possible. Yeah, the the last one she did was short story I wrote for Halloween. Yeah, I the, love the Halloween stories. The succubus queen and nice. That was a lot of fun, but but yeah, it it is it is so well. You know this. You have to have the room set up perfect. Yeah, and voice has to be ready to go ahead and do the reading. Can't yes. be exhausted. I can't be thinking about something you know that's due the next day for my personal job, and like I can't can't have all those distractions and be committed to these characters. And I, I create subtle voices for each one of them. And so sure. I also have to remember <laughs> each yes. one of those voices. And, that can be know, a challenge. I feel like I have to re-listen to that right before I do it. Otherwise I won't get it right. Oh, I know. I know. Like listen yes. to it, you know, like the last time you spoke as that character. And then, then I can talk that way. But if I don't do that, I'm just like, wait, how did I talk? You know? Yeah. I, is a challenge. Absolutely. Yeah, I know. And so haven't been able to have the chance to sit down and narrate many of the other books, but do say that my favorite ones to do were his Halloween stories, because for a while there, he was trying to do a holiday special, some, some kind of short story that went along with different holidays. So I helped him write a Valentine's one called my bound Valentine. And we actually co-wrote that one together. And so I wrote Lily's chapters and he wrote Kyle's chapters. And then he wrote the Halloween specials. And I had a great time narrating those because there's really fun characters in there. So that was fun for me. You guys enjoy working together. It sure seems like you do. We do. We really do. We are disgustingly uh, <laughs> close. Uh, <laughs> That's awesome. We, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we really do in every sense of the word, have this open relationship. Like I have zero secrets from him and there are so many things that we discuss and we talk about and we share as a couple that we we are so close. So working together is really not an issue at all. Like when we co-wrote the the story together, that was just that was good fun. That was yeah, that was great. So and he being photographer as well and being behind the camera a lot of the shoots that I've done, 
we also work really well together with that. Like I, mm-hmm. I take his direction very well. So sure. Sure. That's very awesome. So, so you take the pictures and she does the modeling and you use those for book covers and for other things. Yeah. Well, we, I had a uh, photography business sort of still do, but oh, okay. um, it was, it was a business and a hobby and sure. like, like my character in the first book, I, I loved nature photography and other things. And, you know, found, you know, a lot of times working with people can be really difficult, but I enjoyed that. And so Lily, Lily had done a lot of modeling and it was just a natural thing for the two of us to do that. And when we got together as a couple, we just kept, we just kept doing the photography Mm -hmm. and ended up selling a lot of pictures online through places like Fine Art America. And it was, it was a lot of fun. I think I found working with Lily was amazing because we knew each other so well. I would say half a sentence and she would know what I wanted her to do. Nice. Yeah. And, and we did really well with the erotic photography mm-hmm. and we got commissioned work. And so we, we definitely had a, a growing business with that too, where we were working, we were working side by side for quite a bit. So we do, we do really well. Yeah, Our relationship is really solid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so. awesome. And it's so many layers, which is really cool. You have so many layers to it, which is yes, just great. Yes. Yes, we do. Lily had mentioned doing the erotic photos. And I think that that was not only a, that was a great test of our relationship, but also proof that it was, I mean, how solid things were. We had been doing things prior to that for fun, but then Mm. doing the erotic photos, like, you know, she, she took direction. Great. (laughs) That's awesome. That is very cool. So in thinking of your future books, do you tend, do you think you will be doing more based on your, what you've done, or are you going to branch out into some kind of fantasies that you haven't done? And does Lily have any input as ideas for books? Well, Lily, yeah, you know, it's funny. Lily is actually, sorry, (laughs) given, given me a lot of ideas for the books, like the, the resort. Mm -hmm. I hadn't planned on writing that event, those events as a story, but as we talked about it, it just was just a natural click. And she was like, you know, this would be great. Just do do this. Um, I think that my, my future books are probably, you know, going to be a mix and and Mm -hmm. it's a hard question to answer because I don't know. I let the characters talk to me and tell me what they, you know, the story comes to me and then I just start writing and Lily could tell you this. When I get a story in my head, a lot of times I'll sit down and I'll, I'll write all hours of the day and night for weeks until I get the basics down and, and then I start cleaning it up. But I do, the novel that I'm working on right now is actually the fifth novel in that series. And I wanted to branch out and make it more controversial. There's there's murder mystery and a lot involved in it. And I'm having fun writing it because it is different. There's there's a ton of sex. I mean, it deals with that because that is that's a part of our life. But, right. Um, and it deals with a non-monogamous relationship yeah. and sure. how, to, how to deal with polyamory and 
there's that side plot as well. So there's so much going on that that entire series has so many layers, just like like you said about our relationship, that entire story has so many layers because the characters, Kyle and Lily, bring somebody else into their relationship and that there's there's a lot of other things going on and a good message happening with that story as well. Family issues and other things that I mean, that that is a really deep multi-layered story for me it's just it's fun it's fun writing it because like lily was saying i do feel like i can keep pushing the message that non-monogamy is is a positive and we should not we shouldn't look at it as dirty thing going on in people's lives because Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's not as long as it's handled well and and that's the second part is i i really push the idea of communication between anybody in any relationship, whether there's two or three or four people involved in it, if you're not talking, you're, you're laying the groundwork for the relationship to fail. Right. So there's two main things I'm hearing from you. It's communication and consent. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. That is our message. That's our message for everything because yes. people, one of the questions they ask us a lot is how is our relationship so strong? And it's because we talk about everything that one of in our in our vows it actually says that we are not going to be passive aggressive with each other that we're not mm-hmm. going to hold anything back we're not going to hold anything against the other one that we will talk it out no matter what like and Makes conversations sense. are hard yeah yeah conversations about sex about money about life in general mm-hmm. those are hard to have yep. and a relationship has to have those conversations or it's else to be worth. I mean, right. if you're in a relationship, you're in it for reasons and right. have to be able to talk to, to keep it strong. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a great message. And I love that you guys are highlighting that, you know, in your personal relationship and what you're portraying to the world and in your work. I mean, that's fantastic. It's mm-hmm. a yeah. great message. One of the big things, the big things is communication and that the the Kyle and Lily characters, the characters in Aaron's erotic adventures and Sharon's punishment, like all of them are couples who the message is that if you want to to dip into any of these lifestyles, if you want to dip into BDSM or swinging or any of the lifestyles, then the whole point is that you talk about it as a couple because the other question we get all the time is, well, isn't that considered cheating? Well, not when you're in the room, like right. Yeah. Right. Not, right. not when it's you're not a secret. Together. It's not a secret. Right. Right. It's, yeah. I'm not trying to hurt another person. I think the idea of cheating is that you are intentionally trying to harm your partner. Well, you're and excluding them. You, you're yes. excluding them. You're out. Yeah. Right. Yes. And this, you know, swinging, if you want to call it that mm-hmm. is, is sharing that passion with your partner. And mm-hmm. I mean, I love to see Lily have her orgasm face. Mm-hmm. Sure. And if I'm doing that to her, that's awesome. But if I get a chance to kick back and relax and watch, and somebody, watch else somebody else do it for her, you know, we've, we've made the comment before. It's not that much different from a regular, from a massage, only you're touching parts that most masseuses don't. <laughs> right. right. Unless you go to one of those places. Yeah, yeah exactly. Happy ending places. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like the couple's <laughs> massage. It's being in the same room and, and having that enjoyable experience with your partner and that somebody else is applying that pleasure and that we, we don't cheat on each other because one of our rules and 
you know, we have these relationship rules is that we don't play without the other one. So right. the other, the other person has to be involved in the play mm-hmm. because then you're trying to exclude someone. So, right. Right. And what I love what you're saying about it, it's more about pleasure and it's not about jealousy. Right. right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so many people try to look beyond that, but I mean, fundamentally that's what it's, it's about. I mean, we don't eat the same food every single day of the week, right. um, even though like, I love pizza. I could eat pizza every day for a month <laughs> Me too. on day 32. I want something different. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I think it's, it is not at all about jealousy because again, we have discussed that we are going into this as a couple and we're going into it together. And so how am I supposed to be jealous when I have said, I would really enjoy if that woman were to give you head while we are, you know, enjoying Mm -hmm. this, this date together. So can't necessarily be jealous. And what am I going to be jealous of? Like, what am I jealous about? You know, right. Well, and in the same, when we did our erotic photo shoot, we did a couple shoot with a male model several times Mm -hmm. and we talked it over before we did it. And, you know, he and Lily were, had, had sex and, Mm -hmm. you know, basically did everything because that was part of our commission for that. Yeah, sure. And, you know, it's not a jealous thing. Uh, It was work at the time. I enjoyed it afterwards. And, you know, one of our other rules is no matter what we do, we're always with the other one at the end of the evening. Yeah. We end the night together, no matter where we go or what we do, what club we end up Mm -hmm. at, or, you know, resort we're at that we are, and and really there there have not been i don't think any times where we have even been that far away from each other no so we don't no. even spend like you know rooms away from each other we don't go off with other people and and that's one of our rules and that's one of our things and sure. that's that's not across the board as far as no, swingers or other people right yeah right. sharing couples but we did i mean we took advice from people who had been swinging for a while and in others and you know and you learn as you go and you also learn to do what's right for your relationship yeah right. we met people who screwed up their relationships going to to swingers clubs and and right. not having some guidelines or going around behind their partner's back and, or trying to push the other person into right. doing something they, they didn't, didn't want, want to, to. Yeah. yes yeah. yes absolutely it's respect Yes, it is. And, and there's, you know, if you're together when, when you're doing things and you, you, you've planned that, Mm -hmm. then there's no room for jealousy. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we also have, we also have outs, like Mm -hmm. if, if a situation isn't feeling right, either one of us can pull the plug on it. Yeah. And I've done that at, at clubs there, you know, there are, are certain clubs that we have gone to that I just, I just don't want to be there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, sure, sure. You know, we go and I'm like, I'm not, this is not, not my scene. It. Yeah. Right. So I say, nope, we got to go. So, yep. and that's huge to have that respect and that understanding of each other. And that's just, that's just amazing. And I really applaud you guys. That's just really good to talk with you and hear all that. That's just a great thing to put out there. Yeah. Yeah. And we hope that other couples realize that, you know, we're not some, weird anomaly that we're just some couple that has somehow found the secret to all of this is that we decided day one, when we first started dating and and being together, that we were not going to 
play games with each other, mm-hmm. that we were not going right. to passive aggressively hold things back and, and miscommunicate anything. We said from day one, we've done that in the past and right. we had had relationships that did not do well because of those things. we learned from our mistakes sure. and we said, we're not going to, you know, we, we found each other and had this mutual just adoration for each mm-hmm. other. And so we didn't want to, we didn't want to do anything to mess that up. So, right. And what I, what I see is that you guys celebrate each other. Absolutely. Yeah. You celebrate those talents and, and yeah, Absolutely. A lot of the characters Kyle's writing that when I read some of the stories, I see, I hear some of the things that I say, you know, Uh (laughs) write lines that very much sound like me. And then he's he's writing women that sound like me. And that is, that is one way he, you know, kind of celebrates me. Yeah. And I think that's a great way to put it because I, you know, I, I feel like that is what I'm doing. I'm celebrating the, the parts of her that are, amazing not not physical parts although those are amazing too (laughs) (laughs) yes the character the character and you know i i i love her yeah that's just that's just awesome oh you guys are are we just disgustingly adorable it's just (laughs) i think you're fantastic (laughs) absolutely love it i think it's just fantastic i mean you're just you're creating content together and it's something that you both love to do and it's something you both are expressing your sexuality, mutual sexuality and mutual respect. It's fantastic. And, it you have, and you have so many books. I'm in awe of how many books you have out there. I think it's fantastic. Oh, wow. Thank you. <laughs> and so I have to ask this. Do you have long-term and short-term goals? Like, do you have a certain number of books you want to get out there? Or do you just want to just create what you want? What, um, what's kind of like your thoughts on the, that? I guess, you know, the, when I first started, I wasn't so intent on getting a lot of people to read my stuff. I just wanted to make one sale. But but now that you know I get feedback on it and and that I've been involved with the erotica writing community, I think I've got this feeling that I want my books to get out there and be read and I don't care if I make a profit on it, but mm-hmm. I feel like I've got a good message and I like people to to hear it. But my, my goal is to keep writing and I really write when I feel there's a good story to write when something comes to me, whether that's Lily saying, oh, hey, here, you know, write about this. Sure. Honestly, during, during, you know, the worst of the COVID times when we were all locked up in our houses, right. I didn't feel like I did not feel like writing. Yeah, um, yeah it's kind of downer. It really was. And it sucked. And I had a friend of mine say, you know, to hell with that, you know, have fun, write something. So I did. And and part of that was Lily, you know, I had already started writing the resort, but then I just left it for months. And so it was a combination of going back and then, and then I just had fun, right? I just had a lot of fun writing it. And especially the scenes where they were exactly like things that had happened to us at the resort. <laughs> nice, nice. It just it just made me laugh and smile. And then I realized, you know, the world is not that dark. It's a bright place. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And you've kind of created, even though it may not be a mirror, but you've kind of created a snapshot of your experience, which is actually very cool. Mm-hmm. Almost chronicle or or document things that have happened to us in a in a unique way that isn't 
isn't a blog or isn't a diary or right. isn't or a know, memoir, some, right? Or a memoir, you know, some other yeah. kind of thing. We've been able to take take it's kind our of a safe way to distance ourselves from our from our what was our lives. Yeah, our lives. yeah, yeah. And yeah. we can have fun using stories and embellishing them and and taking other fantasies and adding those in there too and creating characters and people we'd like to meet. You know, I I would yeah. love to know Sharon and Brent in real life. You know, oh, these I are, know, right? <laughs> these yeah. are people that that I would like to meet. And so they I might think be our neighbors. They might. They know, they you know. Know. They're real. That's they're, our, they are like real people. I mean, absolutely. I yeah. And that's our thing all the time. And what we say constantly on our podcast that people are so closed off about all of this stuff, but right. honestly don't know what your neighbors are doing. Oh, no, you don't. Doors. You cannot assume. Yes. So when somebody, you know, has, has what looks like a attitude towards sex where they're like, oh, we don't talk about that. Well, probably (laughs) behind their closed (laughs) doors, they're doing plenty. So your neighbors could be doing much more than, than you expect them to be doing. Exactly. That's so true. And it's also very sexy. Mm -hmm. I think it's a sexy topic and an idea. Now, have you narrated that one yet or not yet? The resort one. I did narrate the resort. Yes. Nice. Okay. So people can find that one. And yeah, yeah, enjoy. that one was fun, was fun to do. You know, I'll say this to we, we do not share this part of our lives with our old friends and family, if that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. So, so for me to try to get my books out there, it is, it has been purely through social media using. Yep. Kyle Cannon name, which has been difficult, but, you know, I, I'd love to get more, more and more people reading, reading my stuff and reading our stories. Yeah. Because the reader base is, is built solely on just people who have picked up the book and read it. This isn't the, the popularity Mm -hmm. of Twitter and all of those things have not come from, oh yeah, I know this guy, I work with him and he has this book. (laughs) Right. Right. Very few people in our our circle know that this again, it's what do your neighbors do behind closed doors? Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. That very few people know that this is besides because you know, we we kind of live these these dual triple kind of lives. We are that sure. vanilla couple. Yeah, yeah, in real life. <laughs> On the you know. outside. Yes. But what I was gonna say, and and this is kind of a plea to everyone for any independent author that you like leave reviews leave positive yes, reviews yes i have heard from so many people that have said i would love to do leave a review on amazon but i'm afraid my spouse yes. or you know somebody is going to see it and know that yep. i'm reading this stuff yep. and that just that makes i mean it makes me sad and yes. tell them you're reading yeah. it and then read it with them read it with them <laughs> yeah exactly i think that's so sad but that's so true i run into that too where someone really likes what i'm doing but they don't want their spouse to know that they read it so they don't review it mm-hmm. it kind I, of breaks their heart share it. yeah mm-hmm. i it, yeah. Meet, i have a guy on my arc team my my advanced reader copy team who created a secret email so that his family wouldn't find uh, out that he's doing this, but he actually, you know, loves, loves my books that much. And nice. like, you oh need those God. people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's like, share it with your, with your spouse and, and mm-hmm. share it with people that, that probably would read it if you told them about it. And then you could have even more amazing conversations right. at your dinner yes. parties, right? Isn't like that how, true? 
how many more amazing <laughs> conversations could we have about you know, Sharon's know. punishment if everyone had book club and chose that? Yeah. So. need erotic book clubs out there. Someone start that process. <laughs> yes. I, yes. I think we should. I know. I know. I think there's plenty, plenty of, of people who read, read it in their, their spare time because there are plenty of Daniel Steele, like copies that have been sold. People are reading this stuff. They just right. don't want anyone to know. Yeah, exactly. Now, have you tried book sirens at all? No, no, I haven't. You should look into book sirens. I've used book sirens and I've had a lot of good success with that. And kind of the way it works is you put your book up on book sirens and they expose it to all these book bloggers, right? Mm -hmm. And so people see this list and they can choose your book to review. And the way I have mine set up is I pay $2 for every person that book sirens finds for me to review like a book blogger. But I also get a huge chunk where I can share them for free. Oh, okay. the link to my book too. So, and I have gotten many reviews that way. So book sirens is a really good, especially for independently published mm -hmm. authors. It's a really good tool. I just started, I had a writer friend point me at book funnel. Have you heard of that? I just found out about book funnel too. Yes. And it seems like a great thing. I haven't started it yet, but yeah. It's been doing it for about a month, maybe a month and a half. And it's, it's a great way to get exposure for your books and to build, build a reader's base. Nice. Yeah, these but, are the tools we need, we need as independently published authors. We need these mm -hmm. tools. And we Absolutely. need people to leave reviews. Even if you just say, I loved this book. I mean, you can say one <laughs> sentence if you want. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. That, because that's, that's where it starts hitting the different algorithms where it shows yes. up in searches, yeah. and, you know, when it has a bunch of reviews, but that's where erotic authors really miss out because yep. you have people who don't want their name associated with a review. <laughs> right. An and we can't, and, and we can't advertise either. Our Amazon won't let us advertise. I know. I know the hypocrites. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. You can advertise a murder story, but not yeah. talking about sex. That's a natural act. Go mm -hmm. figure right. that one out. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know. We've we've had podcasts about that too, where we've talked talked about that same subject where you can you can have advertisements and you can have movies and you can have all of these things that are, you know, really gory and Death, yeah. destruction. Yes. Some really horrific things happen to people. But when you talk about positive sex things, it's like, oh, you know, yeah. that's oh, not okay. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sad world we live in with that. I know, right? It, it is. really is. It, it really is. Yeah. Well, I have enjoyed this so much. I really love talking with you guys. I really have fun. This is just fun for me. I just have fun with you guys. <laughs> Same with us. <laughs> too. It's one of our favorite things to do our podcast, to be on other people's podcasts, because our, our big thing with this is that we love meeting people and we, we just love having conversations and making new friends. And we're so excited that you're one of our new friends. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited too. I'm totally excited. <laughs> yeah. We, we were, we were thrilled. We were going to be able to talk to you tonight and just kept touching base with each other. Like, Oh my God. Okay. Just two hours <laughs> to go. I know. It's like so fun. I love it. So in closing, is there anything else you would like to add or highlight or say anything at all? Just enjoy life. I mean, read my books and enjoy life. And, <laughs> and share it. them with somebody that you are intimate with mm -hmm. and that you love, because 
that really starts to open that conversation. Like, yeah. Hey, you want to read this book together? You want to listen to this audiobook together and start a Kyle Cannon fiction reading group at your church. <laughs> there we oh go. <laughs> you know what? I, that is a really good point to think of, say, maybe your partner is like afraid to talk about this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Read a book together. That might yeah. be like, it's kind of like a passive way to like take another step. Yes. Yeah. That's a fantastic a idea. Yes. Read an erotic book together and say, oh, did you get to this part yet where, you know, Kyle did this and that, that sounds like fun. Can we try that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. It kind of takes a focus off them as a couple. And it's like talking about someone else doing that. And, you know, how, yeah. what did you think about that when they did that? It's not like saying, I want this. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit more of a comfortable way to be like, oh, I really liked it when they did blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I am definitely a, an advocate for reading together and, and listen to the audiobook together. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is totally. Oh ideal. my God. Yeah. <laughs> so, you, you know, know what? And you, how sexy is that? You could be, you could be intimate together while you're listening to an erotic audiobook. Mm-hmm. That's I know. giant for, for people who have an aversion to porn and you want a safer yes. form of erotica. And, yes. you know, we, we also advocate for safe porn and, and paying for porn and making sure that people who are in the sex industry are appreciated, are appreciated and, and compensated and doing right. it safely and all, yep. you know, all the things. But if, if you are somebody who has an aversion to watching porn or paying for it, then get a book and, and listen to one of these erotic books because not just Kyle's, but yours and all of the authors mm-hmm. that we have interviewed. I mean, some of those sex scenes come on. You I listen know, right? to somebody read that stuff. Like Whoa. that is instant orgasm. Oh my God. And <laughs> yes. listening to you read, I think it was inside ruin. William. my God. Oh. <laughs> that wow. one is fun to do. <laughs> Yeah, Lily, I have a lot I of fun. Real quick, because I think we're gonna. <laughs> yep, and we gotta go. <laughs> awesome! I absolutely love it. Thank you so much, you guys. I loved talking with you. Thank oh, we, you. We love talking to you, and hope we can do it again soon. Absolutely, anytime. <laughs> well, you guys have a good night, and thank you so much. This was so Thanks, much. Thanks, Rowan. Okay. Thanks. It was great talking to you. Great talking to you guys. Good night. Bye bye. Well, thank you for listening to this podcast. It's always a joy for me to do and to share with you all around the world. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to my podcast. I would love it if you followed my podcast and left me a review. You can find my books on Amazon as well as my audiobooks and on my website, ruinwillowauthor.com. And I'm also on social media. So come find me chat with me, follow me, interact. I love, love, love to interact with people, friends, fans, all of (laughs) y'all. Thank you again for listening. And I hope you have a sexy fucking day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Go do it.
ready for some spring cleaning of your beard and groin hairs? Try out Manscaped products where you can get 20% off with my new code RUIN, R-U-A-N, to get 20% off and free shipping. In order to get the discount, use the promo code RUIN, R-U-A-N, to do that spring cleaning you get yourself ready for sexy times. Heat up your spring with a new shave, a new trim. Perhaps try going there. Get more skin smacks in the bedroom, if you know what I mean.